worship song. There are times when we need the anointing to fall on us. For I move a little further into the word. I want to put some things in place for some words God has given me and I think it's important that you should know it before I start speaking it um, over the weeks. I've always been in deep search of the word of God and some of the true translations. And so I'd like to share with you some of the things that I found in the 16th version of the King James Version of Bible. The ineffable name that was originally taken out is found in there, and it's Yahuwah. And so the whole thing is, that's the, in, found in Leviticus 24 and 16 where they put Yahweh on there, but they're the proper pronunciation is Yahuwah. And so the thing is, what has happened is that as our Bible was translated, they took out the original meaning and the pronunciation of a name. And so if you were to go into another country, you would tell them what your name is, and they would pronounce your name just as it was. But when it came to God's name, the God of the Hebrews, because that's the God that we're supposed to serve, Elohim, when we say God, is, is how we call God in Hebrew is Elohim. So it's important because as being Christians, as being Americans, because we don't speak Hebrew, we only speak English. And so we use the name, and so when we come to the name of Jesus, it's Yahshua. But we don't say that because we ain't Hebrew. What's in a name? It's a lot that's in a name. But the thing is, we hadn't been taught in a name. And, and I thought about the story Roots. You know, they had when, if you came back in that era, lived in that era, Roots, uh, uh, uh Kute was his name. But when they got through change, and it was Tobit. And I can assure you that the name Kute meant something in his native language. But in America, it just meant Tobit. And so what has happened with the name of Jesus, people have taken that name and used it as a cuss word. 
Jesus Christ, you know, something happened, you get to say his name, and there's no reverence in his name, but, but in the original language, you can use God's name in vain. His name was given so it can be spoken because that's how it was. And when you search the word of God, even Paul saw before he would say, he spoke to me in my native language. Paul was a Jew. Paul spoke Hebrew. So when God spoke to him, he spoke to him in his native language. But we don't take the time out to do that. We don't take the time out to search the scriptures. We don't take time out to research and see that there is a lot that has changed and so we get caught up. This is how we become friends of the world because we don't study to know the word of God. Or should I say Elohim? And so when people are saying, yeah, I love God, I'm a Christian, don't you know that there are two types of Christian? There is the Antichrist Christian and there's the Antichrist Jesus. Why call me Lord? is what he says and so you must check yourself on today who are you for who do you truly serve who do you truly put your trust in your faith in is it in man because in our society we believe in being politically and socially correct but never biblically correct as it comes to the God of the Hebrews Yahuwah his holy name. We've been saying it for the longest. We say hallelujah. Don't you know Yah means God? Yah. Jeremiah was Jeremiah Yah. But they changed it. As I began to search and when Jesus was crucified, they had three names up there. They had it written in Hebrew. They had it written in Greek and they had it written in Latin. But when they began to do the translation, they did away with the Hebrew name. So that once we got over here, they modernized us and they taught us their way. So we don't take the time to look out, to search for our way. That our ancestors who came over were the black Jews. Originally called the Moranos, who, who, who came out. And so all this come out in the history of searches. So people don't like to study. We've been told our whole life, if you want to keep us down, put it in a book. In the word of God, there are stories that are being told, but it's not found in the King James Version. Because once they put it together, they put the scripture there, but if things are hidden in plain sight. I'm excited this morning because for whatever reason as God's been dealing with me over him I'm becoming a history buff I want to know about us I want to know about him as society changed I don't want to find myself on the other side being an enemy of God because I have befriended the world what do you mean the world said wrong is right and right is wrong well we're talking about sexual morals I understand this is a problem Family will take mad, get upset with you when you draw the line in the sand. This is what y'all if you gonna be his. He identified the sexes, male and female. Now we live in a society where you become cancel culture if you say otherwise. Who you for? Why are you silent? 
How long will we allow the men to be castrated over and over again because he has broken up the family. He has taken it out of the home. If you go back and search history back in the 50s and 60s, in the 40s and 50s, the men, the black men, the black family was able to thrive through the industry. But what they did, they drawed us in and then they cut it off. In the 60s, we were going to jail. Why? Because they took all our financial away from us. They made us appeal, our black women let that we can't do nothing for you. They put a law, unspoken law in that if you were to receive financial assistance, the man couldn't be in the home. And so because the man couldn't be in the home, guess what happened? The children ran rapid. There was nobody to, to police. There were no teachers. The women had to become the teachers. And so as I study history, this is what's happening. I see it all over again. You don't need a man. God established the family, but they don't tell you. Nowadays, you don't need the family as God established it. These are the problems that are in the world they were dealing with. When they went over and when they conquered, they wanted to be like those who they was in the land of. That's why Joshua said, choose ye this day whom you will serve. Where the gods that your father served on that side or the land you dwell in. But as for me and my house, we shall serve Yahuwah. We're talking about the God of Israel. What God are you talking about? Where's your faith in? Is it in your bank account? Is it in this? Because we had things that happened where people that had Bank of America lost their money and began to panic. If you use everything, where will your faith be at? Will it be in God? Or is it in the things that you have accumulated in this world? We've been told over and over again, this is not our home. We're passing through. And it's amazing that everybody's starting to settle down in America. Or to start to settle down in the world. You get comfortable. We spend more time in social media than in the word. We don't want to bring our Bibles no more. We think everything should be open and the church should be closed. Where God is, where Elohim, it needs to be closed. Nobody wants to come, but when you look out, they're shopping, they're going to entertainment, they're doing everything but serving him. But they all say, I'm a Christian. I'm a follower. Actions speak louder than words. Yahshua said, these people serve me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Oh, yeah, in and, 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 and this time, in, in the Bible, but understand, it speaks reverence. It talks about us today. How you serve them with your lips? We love to say who we are. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Action. I know y'all didn't come to hear this this morning, but... But yeah, baby, I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I'm with you today. So that whole point is I, I have what God is dealing with me. So for those of you that have your Bibles, and I'm going to pray first, and then we're going to move ahead. So that when you hear me say Yahoo or Yahusha or Elohim, I want you to know who I'm talking about. Hamashiach is the Messiah. Hanatsiri is a Nazareth. So I like learning. And so I don't want to seem like you're saying, well, what in the world are he talking about? I just want to make sure I lay that out, lay, lay these vocabulary words out. So you, because as I come into it, I understand there is true power in the original name. Whereas we have been taught this name, 
And I don't want any of us to be asleep because, see, this is how we fall asleep because we believe not. Understand what we're talking about. We're talking about always in the word of God, the God of the Hebrews, the God of ancient Israel, no other. So you have a choice to either serve him or reject him. Let us pray. Oh, gracious, mighty God, Elohim, we come right now in the name of Yahshua, thanking you and praising you for your blessings, for your enlightenment, for your understanding. We ask that you would let us down into thy storehouse and that you would bless us with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Open our ears to hear, Lord, and our minds unto learning the truth, Lord. And Lord, I pray that when the people leave here today, Lord, they go and search. They go and look up and see that there is a 16th version of the King James Bible. And they will look in Leviticus 24 and 16 and they'll see thy name there. They'll also see that it's spelled out in an I because it was translated from a Latin perspective. And then later in English, Lord God, I ask that you open, Lord, and give them a desire to learn and to to, to, to want to know you on a personal basis, Lord. Lord, wake us up right now, Father, for so much is transpiring right before our eyes, Father. We are distracted by the enemy. The enemy has detained us with entertainment. I often say that entertainment is detainment because long as we are being entertained, we don't pay attention to what's going on. At 9-11, we lost our, our rights, Lord, to our, to our privacy, Lord. Because we were so concerned, Lord, with what was going on, Lord, that we gave up. And, Lord, I'm, I'm concerned about what is happening now, Lord. What else will we give up and allow the government, Lord, to come in, Lord, which is the system, which is the matrix that has been going on, Father, to allow us to give them more control of our lives where we become dependent on them and not on you. Lord, help us right now in the name of Yahshua, Hamashiach, and Nazareth. We pray and give thanks. Amen. Those of you that have your Bible, whether it's in the book or on your phone, we will go to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verses 25 through 27. And then when I close out, I speak about Psalms 51 and 10. That's Ezekiel 36, 25 through 27. This is one of the most dynamic books that you could ever read. Ezekiel chapter 16 will give you us. He tells you about us. How he rescued us, how he saved us, how nobody cared for us. The day that we was born, nobody cut our neighbor cord. We was thrown out in an open field. He tells you that he came in, he picked you up, he cared for you. Tells you how he put ornaments on you, how he made you into a nation. He also tells you in that, in that same book how you became uplifted by your own fame. Tells you how you played the harlot. How you set up high places. And, 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 and we went in and understand the children of Israel, one of the main things that they had, they had a problem 
with adultery. They committed spiritual adultery with God. And, and, and not only that, they did it physically too with the nation surrounding them. It goes in there in Ezekiel 16 and 17. He says, you taken my silver and my gold and made yourself an image of a man and committed whoredom with him. Understand, these things that people don't want to know is in the word of God. There were sex toys in the Bible, said so they were made out of they were made out of silver and gold. I know nowadays it's a little different. He tells them that he said, You even took my oil, my grain, and you gave it before the idols. Uh-huh. Like the Buddhists and the Hindus do it. This is what you did. You burned it. He said, You even took my clothes and you clothed the statues. I want to let you know this is what happened. He said, understand, you were so unsatisfiable, unsatisfied that you even went in to your neighbors, to the Egyptians. The well-endowed brothers, but you still was unsatisfied. This is what's in the word of God that people don't want to know because they have not searched the word of God. This is what the children were going on in the book of Ezekiel. This is what they was doing. God called out there to them in the sixth chapter of Ezekiel trying to bring them back. But they were so hard-headed. So at the same time, this was going on because the tribes had split. You had a northern tribe and a southern tribe. Judah, or Judah, was the southern tribe. And Babylon came in. Ain't it amazing that only when trouble arrives that we begin to call out to him. But the whole time he's trying to get us to do right, we're doing what we want to do. Sound familiar? Oh, you ain't got to speak to me this morning. It's okay, it's okay. I ain't mad at you. I, I, I don't mean And do them. 
Psalms 51 and 10 says this. Create in me, O God, or should I say, O Elohim, and renew a right spirit within me. That's what David said in the Psalms. That, 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 that's coming from David. Created me. I don't know the last time you've asked God that created you to remake you, to remold you, to shape you into what he would have you to be, not what you desire to be. Because we put our desires above God. A new heart is what we will deal with today. Organ transplant. We talked about new hearts, so we won't bring it to current time. Organ transplant is one of the most remarkable modern-day medical advances. The ability to transplant an organ from one human body to another is totally amazing. To be able to do that. The idea that someone could have their disease broken, dysfunctional, heart removed from their body, and a healthy heart transplanted from a donor's body is incredible. The thought of someone receiving a new heart Amen. Amen. My apologies. My apologies. The thought of someone receiving a new heart that enables allowing them to live better is awesome because you receive this heart through organ transplant. However, as impressive as this is, it is not the most amazing type of transplant there is. For there is no guarantee that the individual will be different when getting a physical heart transplant. Because if the individual was mean, selfish, and prideful with their old heart, then it is likely that they will have the, that they will be the same way with their new heart. They may continue to live, but their life may not be different. Out of all you go through, out of all you've been through, you still live the same way even though God, Elohim, has saved you. Even though Elohim has redeemed you. Has done what you could not do, yet and still, you live the same way. In Ezekiel 36, Yahuwah, Elohim, the Lord God of Israel, shouted again to the mountains of Israel. And it says, and they were ready to hear. I would note that earlier in Ezekiel 6, Yahuwah Elohim shouted to the mountains of Israel. He tried talking to the children of Israel, but to little avail. Because they treated him like he was our Martin Day Superman. We all need you to fly in and save the day, and once you're done what you need to do, you can go ahead on and fly out. They treated him like he was the genie in a land's lamp. I need this. And so they expected him to grant their wishes. And once their wishes was gone, go back into your lamp. But I want to let you know Elohim is not Superman. Elohim is not a genie. 
He, number one, is the God of the universe and the God of Israel, known as Yahuwah. He is to be reverenced. He is to be feared. Because no other God did what he did. It's recorded in scripture. He don't need no army. He is the army. He don't need no doctor. He is the doctor. He is the great physician. Don't need no builder to come in and, 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 and part the sea and dry it up and, and put it up. Now all he has to do is speak a word. Breathe. Because the word said they came through on dry land. Who can do that? No other God was able to do that. The strongest country during the time when the children of Israel came out was the Egyptians. He took all their gods and made mockery of them. But for some reason, these people forgot that. Have you forgotten where you came from? Have you forgotten what it was like to be poor? Has you forgotten what it was like to share everything? Have you forgotten what it was like to go into your house and open the refrigerator and it may only be enough the loaf of bread was in there because we didn't keep the loaf of bread on the, on the counter. Nowadays, we so modernized, we keep our bread on the counter. But we kept it in the refrigerator. Everything went in the refrigerator. Mustard, ketchup, mayonnaise. We made ketchup sandwiches. We, 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 we don't, we don't want to think about where we come from. That's back then. I'm moving on. He tried talking to them, but to little avail. But now they are ready to hear. And Elohim was going to restore Israel to his promised land, but not for their sake but for his name's sake. When the God of Israel begins to move, when God moves in your life, it's not for your sake, it's for his sake. It's about his holy name. People think it's about them. No, everything has all been about God, Elohim. Because the rocks will cry out if you don't. Hear me now. This is what's amazing, but, but in living today's society, they do away with it. As I said earlier, they tell you you don't need a man because you can get what they call now designer baby. You ain't got to have one. But God established the family. So the enemy is still at work to break up, to put asunder what God has brought together. Don't nobody want to talk about this. Don't nobody want to share this. Because it's about you. No, it's about him. It's about you living for him. How you gonna let your light shine and you ain't got him? If there is a light, it ain't him. It's the Antichrist light. How you gonna get mad at the word and say, can't nobody judge me. You know, pe pe people love to say that, but Tupac said that, but how he lived. Can't nobody judge me but God. Bro, you already been judged. Before you even said, he knew. It's amazing. People take quotes from folks who ain't role examples, who not examples of being a true man. A true man is one who's responsible and accountable. But when he refuses to be responsible and accountable, then he points blame. Hello, Adam. 
See, I can take you back through the word. He didn't, he didn't take responsibility and accountability. He, pointed, he shifted the blame. He got angry. That's what happened. So, Elohim, God was going to do it for his namesake. I want you to know that Elohim, God, allowed Jerusalem to be destroyed and his people to be taken into captivity to punish them for their persistent sinfulness. It was allowed because of their sinfulness. I don't want you to soak that, let, you, let that soak in for your persistent sinfulness. He gave his law. Lawlessness prevailed as it does now. Nobody wants to follow the law. Lawlessness. I know people say, we ain't up under the law. No, you're up under grace. I want to let you know, the law was never done away. It was fulfilled. In other words, fulfilled means completed. Filled in. And when it was done, Yahshua gave us a new commandment. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, strength. The first four of the Ten Commandments. Then he said, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I dare you to go look at the last six of the commandments. See, it's amazing that what you couldn't do because ten was too much, he broke it down to two. This is his commandment. He said, I come in my father's name. So why would he change something? He said, he said, it ain't going to pass away. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word will not. It's amazing that people miss this. You upon the grace, not a tutorer. The law was the tutorer until grace got him. When grace got him, the tutorer left. I know you wish you was up under the tutor because the tutor would often chastise you and, 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 and let you know, you know you, you don't need to do this. We need a tutor. The word is still here to help us. But it's how we look at it. And this is what was going on with them. They, they were so caught up in their sinfulness that they weren't going to hear the word of God. And hear me now. You had those priests that were so caught up in the money and everything else, they weren't going to preach the word of God like it was supposed to be preached. They got caught up too. But God, he would make it clear to the surrounding nations and to the world that he is more powerful than any nation's army. That his promises are true and that his covenant cannot be broken. He made the covenant. He made the promise. In spite of what they did, he still had to be God to them, even though they didn't want to be a people to him. Agape love. When they didn't need love, he showed love. When they didn't deserve help, he gave help. He did it then. I want to point that out. What they deserved, he didn't give. He only allowed them to get a taste of the punishment. Oftentimes, when it comes to my child, I used to tell him, you need to go in there and pray. 
before I spank him. And after the spanking, I tell him it could have been worse, but because he prayed to God, he, he, he intervened. Did y'all hear that? Because sometimes they can get you so mad that you don't want to discipline them out of anger. Go in there and pray in your birthday suit. Go in there and pray because I work clothes like my like my, like my wife. We don't work clothes. Too expensive. I need to give you some boards of education. I need to stimulate your mind. And the only way you're going to stimulate is from down and up. Oh, y'all looking at me like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. You wouldn't be where you at if somebody didn't lay hands on you. Saul wouldn't have been Paul if God hadn't laid hands on him. I know grandmama don't say, well, I slapped you blind, but, but Saul can tell you the truth. He hit me. When I, when, when I came through, I couldn't see. In scripture, you find a man slapped blind. God knocked him off his horse and began to talk to him and, and he knew what to say. Lord! Whole situation changed. So this is what's going on in, in, in Ezekiel with the people. And so what I, what, what, what I like about it is that God would, would make sure that the surrounding nations knew that his promise were true. Understand, because they had heard about the God of Israel. And so they figured because they can come in and take the people and they can do, they can do everything. And so understand, you know, they told you know how people do. Where your God at now? Uh-huh. Where, where your brother at now? Uh-huh, whatever. Okay. Where your sister at? Okay. Then all of a sudden, some, for some reason, sister come around the corner. A brother come around the corner. The, the older one come and begin to straighten out what was going on. Oh, I thought they were gone. Yeah, they, they, they thought the God of Israel wasn't paying attention. They thought the God of Israel didn't know. But he knew the whole time his goal was to get them straight. His people. So obviously those that were in captivity, the captivity itself would have been useless if the people would have returned no better than they were when they were taken into captivity. Here we go now. How you going to go through something and still come out and be the same way that you were when you went in? That's why we said you shouldn't come into the house of God and leave the same way you came. You should have received something. You should have been stimulated to the point where I need to find out about this. I need to read this up for myself because he said this. Don't take my word for it. Don't take pastor's word for it. Read it for yourself. Ask Elohim, God, to help you to understand. He'll do it. Matter of fact, he'll do more than what you think he'll do. Elohim, God, promised to restore his people to godliness as well as to the land of Israel. Elohim intended that the people have a new heart and a new spirit. Their stony heart would be replaced by a heart of flesh which would occur through the Messiah. Did y'all hear that? This new heart would come through the Messiah, as we would call Jesus, Yahshua. They had to wait on the heart. As in any transplant, you have to what? Wait. 
They had to have faith. They had to have hope. There's going to be a brighter day. But, but until that day gets here, I'm going to keep moving on. I'm going to keep serving him. I'm going to keep praising him. I'm going to keep glorifying him. Because one day the change is coming. I need to be ready for the change. In our day and time, we are complacent because the change has come. We have said it don't take all that. But judgment is coming for those that believe not. That's why we have the scriptures. We panicking. God's children should never panic because the word was written for our benefits. If you are panicking, that means you're in the world. That means you love the things of this world. You love this world. And so you don't want to see it change. In order for his kingdom to come, this kingdom got to go. The final verse, I didn't read it, reveals in this chapter that Elohim was ready to give his restored people even more than they needed. Long after they returned home, he would ask them again to obey him and receive his blessing. Malachi 3 and 10 says this, prove me now. He added, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. As he spoke to them now, he says the same thing now. Because he don't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The word ain't going to pass. Heaven and earth will pass away. His word is the same. You can apply it to your life. It applies to you whether you accept it or not. That's what I like about him. He's here for his people. Everybody shall not enter. Jesus, Yahshua said, he will say, depart from me. You evil workers of iniquity, lawlessness. I never knew you. I never knew you. Did not we cast out in that name? Did not we heal in that name? I never knew you. There is power in my name. But I never knew you. You ain't mine. People use his name for personal gain. Always. The Lord said, in the word of God, he has said in there, the Lord ain't told them that. I ain't said that. But through religion, if you're religious, you will believe what the Lord said. Test the spirit and see if it be of Elohim, of God. You must know the word of God for yourself. Make our job easier. If you study, if you read, then it's a real discussion when it comes.
Elohim, God, has promised to give us a new heart that will be life-changing for us. Through the prophet Ezekiel, he will give us a better heart, one that will not be hardened by sin. As sin comes into the heart, not this that pumps blood, this. As it comes in, you become defensive to the truth. You make examples, excuses, and give examples to the truth. You know what it says, but you got an excuse for it. Or why are you doing it? And then when you cannot come up with one, you say, I'm grown. I'm grown. Tell me what to do. I do what I want to do. I'm grown. Elohim who sits high, hear you. Okay, grown woman. Okay, grown man. Shall I call you in like I call Joe? Like I did Joe? If I put you through some trials, and what you gonna say, are you grown? Who can deliver you out of my hand? Who can stop me? He told Job, gird that self up. I got something to talk to you about. He do us like that most of the time, but nobody want to say that. You don't put your foot in your mouth when it comes to God. Now it's time to put up or shut up. In the end, when God gets through you, you're humble. You will testify. He'll get the praise at you on your sick bed. He'll get the praise out you on your deathbed. I, I want to let you know, this is what happened. He'll get the praise out of any situation. He's going to get it. This is what I'm, I'm learning about him. I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. We, 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 we headed to the end. This heart he give, it will be a clean heart. One that has been cleaned from all filthiness of our sins and from the things we have set up as idols in our lives. Lay aside every sin and weight that so easily besets you. What is tripping you up? What is in your way? What is it? Have you identified? Have you even paid attention to it? What is keeping you from serving? Who is keeping you from serving him? Life is more than raiment. It's more than clothes. It's more than a relationship with somebody who ain't in God. Woo, what you said now? Remember, council culture wants you to, don't want you to know the history of the past. Even in certain parts of Hoover, they don't they did away with Black History Month. What? Oh, y'all understand? Uh, y'all understand, huh? No, you ain't teaching it. In America, they don't want, they don't want that.
all the Indian savages, but they were one that was the savage because they got a whole American dollar for every scalp baby head. They were scalping first. But they don't teach you this in our regular school history. They don't teach you that when Christopher Columbus was coming here, they was also uh, importing them slaves over there. There were more than one ship that left. Not up here. You don't even remember phone numbers no more. What? Oh, no, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. I'm letting you know in this era, this is how we get caught up in the world. We begin to think on the devices that man has created than what God has gave. Ain't no computer better than the one that's up here. Ain't no book better than the one that's up here. They talk from up here. The enemy took what was up here and wrote it down and used what was up here against us because he learned about us. Black History Month is every month. is every day. All the time. Don't you let your guard down. Don't you think that the enemy don't, don't, don't hate you. He does hate you. And he works through whoever. Our Caucasian brothers got a bad rap because we see them as the devil, but they ain't the devil. They caught up in the same game, in the same system, in the same matrix. If you ever watch Matrix, understand Matrix is an amazing picture. If you watch it, you see it from a spiritual perspective because there's a system that's trying to get out that's been controlling people. Our system is an economic system. Our economic system d d d messed up our roles as a man and a woman. Economics. It broke up the home. Back then you had two parents at home. You had a teacher. You had a teacher at home. Who's the teacher? Mama. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Who's the teacher now? The school system. What they teaching? They teaching contrary to what you would teach. Let me help you out. I, 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 know, I know I said we're going to move on, but I, 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 I want to let you know this. This is what's happened. The two-parent home brought about stability. 
hear me now. I'm not, I'm not against a one-parent home, but I want to let you know what man has done. Man has found a way how to break up what God has put together and, 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 and try to reward. We're in a system now where, okay, our majority of our workforce is who? Women. What happens to the men? Black women said they can't find a black man. Well, what did the system do to the black man? And the black man that is here is a product of the system because if they didn't have a father in their life, okay. They didn't learn the things that needed to be learned. In the olden days, you had to be a protector and a provider. You had to go out and hunt for your food and do all that. Nowadays, you ain't got to do nothing. That. You just go to the grocery store. How many women was going to go out and hunt for food? How, how, how? Tell me what. The sons had to learn how to do this. How many was going to have to do that, that labor? Understand, it was things that were divided up. We worked together as a team. Now we're divided. These are the things that they don't want to teach. These are the things that they don't want you to know. Ah, oh, that's all. Oh, you don't need that. Yes, you do. Because that's how Elohim set it up. In the world of Satan is not. Cain went out and built the city without God. That's in Genesis. He built the city. There was music without God. All these things were going on without God. So that means God won in it. In our day and time, we are doing things without God because man's ultimate goal is to be God himself. And so let me go on down, let me go on down the road. Woman's ultimate goal is to be man. The children's ultimate goal is to be the parents. Everybody's out of role. Everybody's out of position, but God, and he's regularly trying to tell us. And what happened, people get mad when they say, what you going there? I say, according to the word of God. We both got a role to play. So this is what happened. So this is why parents crying over their sons because where the man at? Uh, what? Long as you don't have it set up right in God's house, it becomes a problem. It becomes issue. And from here, it only gets worse. Because the word speaks of that in Revelation. If one day is a thousand years to Elohim, what happens? If there's no more, like God said, be it. What happens to our population? What happens? What happens to us as a people? I want you to think. We lose our identity because we're trying to find one. But we already have one. This is what it is. They rewriting history for us. They telling you, you can be whoever you want to be. They tell, ain't, ain't no such thing as gender no more. You know, they were trying to do away with the Patti LaBelle song and all that. They were trying to do away with the mother's birthday. We just going to say birthday. Because they were taking offense because you were singling out a woman. Ain't hey, what's a woman? Y'all ain't seen the clips. What's a man? 
You got people come. Uh, what? That's what our society has done. God has established it, but understand the enemy come against everything God has, and it's our council culture. As Christians, as followers of Elohim, we must stand for what's true. Remember, he already told us if the world hates you, they hated him first. But we don't want to be hated for the truth. We will have a different heart from the one we had, and it will not just simply allow us to exist, but it will enable us to live a transformed life. Question, are you living or existing? Are you living or existing? Understand what is the cost involved in organ transplant, especially or specifically a heart transplant. When a physical heart is transplanted, it means that someone who had a good, healthy heart has died and that that donor heart is available if there is a blood type match. The cost is the same with a spiritual heart transplant. It is only possible because someone has died. It is available because of the sacrifice of Yahshua. Jesus died on the cross at Calvary. He took our sins, he took our diseases upon himself and died that we might have a new and clean heart. And understand, and the blood matching does not matter because Jesus, he is a universal donor. I want y'all to know that. And his heart can match with anyone, no matter how damaged or old the heart is. David in Psalms 51 said, God created me a clean heart. And Jesus did it for us. At a high cost, today a new heart is available for you. Do you need a new heart? It is available through the relationship with Jesus of Nazareth. He wants you to have it. Why? Because the cost has been paid. As our musicians play, I invite you to come to Jesus. Now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone here and open, I'll come in and sup with you. Who is he? Jesus, Yahshua. A man. Come on. Will there be one? He was born in Bethlehem. He was reared in Nazareth. He was tried in unjust courts. Hung, crucified, dead, and buried. But he did not stay dead. The word of God says on the third day he got up with all power in his hand. Before the early bird begins to crow, he got up. Before the morning dew was on the ground, he was up. He was up blessing us, comforting us, consoling us, letting us know that it's going to be all right. 
put your trust in so now I ask you to come we'll have one takes a real man woman boy girl to step out on faith come give your stony heart to God and he'll give you a new one